0: start selling online today sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22 shopify.com slash free 22 when shopify says you can sell anywhere oh they mean it hold up just got a new sale order fulfilled and shipped inventory levels good whoa shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level or on top of the world ah you can run and grow your business anywhere Hey guys, welcome back to the Coach Steve Show. Uh, thanks everybody uh, that listens. Um, been a little late on this my Chicago Bears versus the Packers or Rogers recap. Um, some things have been going on. I just didn't want to talk about it, but things have been going on. Um, not all bad things. Um, recently got a basketball job, super so excited about that. Um, but then on the podcast side, trying to get some sponsors, and then recently I just joined the Unhinged um sports network it has different podcasts on there um, but mainly you know it's just a sports thing it's it has their own website um, at unhinged and they have it the podcast going 24 hours so um, i'll be doing a i've joined up with them um the podcast is still going to stay the same you know i'm still going to do my own thing um you know still talk to high school coaches get some college coaches do this type of stuff they're really cool about it you know and i'm going to be Wednesday's at three o'clock I'll have an episode released to them it's going to be anything it might be Chicago Bears might be Illinois it might be talking to coaches so I've joined up with Unhinged go check them out um, they have live shows going on all the time like new episodes and then they constantly are replaying them, kind of like a radio so you know if I say okay my episode's coming out three o'clock on Wednesday well then it's going to be replayed so they just talked to them, and they had me graciously join them. So it's pretty exciting that it's you know this 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 unhinged is uh, um, you know it's building up. It's still new. They're trying to build it up. Um, so it's pretty exciting. Go check it out. I'll be on there. Um, but I'm still gonna have you know the podcast go out to all the normal stuff. So it's just basically join up with them. Um, and it's pretty exciting to join up with them because also they are partnered with fanatics, and so I'm i guess i'm a part of it now so to tell you guys about fanatics um everybody knows fanatics um they have all types of sports gear any every team you can think of on fanatics they have it you know and they always have deals from 40 percent off up to 70 percent off usually there might be a deal for, for you no know, shipping um so now like if you guys want to go buy some alabama gear for college football you guys, you know, I know basketball startup around the corner. You want to go buy some, I know for, I'm an Illinois fan. You want to go buy some Illinois basketball gear. They have it. Um, You want to get some hats. You want to get some gloves, stocking hats, you you know, buy it for Christmas. Um, I know they still have good deals going on. There'll be a link to click um, and go to fanatics to do that um, on hinges, you know, to sponsor. And so it's pretty exciting to to do that. And uh, you know, College basketball starting NBA starting. You want your want your Lakers gear? Go get your Lakers gear. I know I'll be getting to look to see about Chicago Bulls. Um, they have everything on there, so go check out Fanatics. There'll be a link to to click on in the bio of my social media accounts when it gets going. Use the link, go in there, get your um discounts, go get any type of gear you want. And then when baseball starts back up, I know for us, get the Chicago Cup stuff. Anything you want. They have not, not just gear, they have. Um, masks for people that you can get. They have, you know, different stocking stuffers for Christmas. They have all that. So go check out Fanatics. Use the link. Go check it out. Um, go check out the Unhinged Sports Network. It's pretty exciting. Um, so yeah, go check it all out. It's pretty exciting stuff. Um, so before I get into the mean potatoes of me fully almost being done here with the Chicago Bears. I said Cubs. Chicago Bears. Um, before I go on my rant. Uh, a couple different sports topics, um, all over the place. Uh, they came out with the Christmas day NBA. Uh, so basketball is looking to start back up sometime here in December about Christmas time. Um, it's a, it's a quick turnaround from what they did, but that's, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the NBA, but doing the podcast stuff, you know, joining the Unhinge, I need to keep up with it. Um, Getting hired as a high school basketball coach. If we have a season, you know, you got to keep up with basketball. Now, Um, I'm pretty excited that college basketball has been back. It's been pretty exciting. We already had like number four Virginia go down and all that. And I'm an Illinois fan. We're number five in the nation. We'll be playing. We were playing as when this comes out, we would have played uh, last night. But we're playing here soon against Baylor, who's number two, I think, in the nation. We we were number eight. We went up to number five. This Illinois basketball team is very exciting. I'm very happy for once to be an Illinois fan. The Illinois football team is not very good, but I'm very excited to be an Illinois basketball fan. It's pretty exciting. We have a tough schedule playing Baylor here. And then I think next week and the weekend we have to play Duke. So they just lost to Michigan State. So it's pretty exciting. Um, uh, Breaking news for today. I know Russell Westbrook just got traded to the Washington Wizards, and I believe Houston Rockets are getting um, Wall out of the deal so that's kind of shocking to see you know you were thinking that the Houston Rockets were contending trying to be winning a championship and it's just blown up I don't know I don't know what's going on there but that's happened Um, the Steelers are still undefeated Um, the Ravens that was a whole debacle they're supposed to play on Thanksgiving and then just COVID test after COVID test they kept pushing it back it was was supposed to be Thursday, and then they were going to play. Was it Saturday, maybe or Sunday? They're going to play Sunday. Then they got pushed. They wanted to maybe do Monday or Tuesday. And then it's like, well, you they just kept getting COVID tests after COVID tests. And they said, let's just move it to Wednesday. So we had our afternoon Wednesday game. I was on a after the Zoom class I had with my last teaching assistant. And after the last one, he said, you know what's great? We were done at like two thirty. He goes, you know what's great? It's almost kickoff time. It's about kickoff time to go watch football, and it's like, wow, it's two thirty. We have to go watch that. Um So the Steelers won. It was a tough game. I will say this: the Ravens played very tough. They did not have um, Jackson. They had to play Robert Griffin the third, and then he hurt his leg, I believe. So they play another backup. But um, I think they only lost nineteen to fourteen. So pretty exciting, or uh, it was good for the Ravens. Their defense still played tough. They were out some people from COVID test. But it's very the poor Steelers. They have had to go through this a couple times. I think they don't even have haven't had a bye week yet. I think they had to give that up where they had it really early, and so you feel for them. They've had to go through a lot of uh, changes. They had to adapt, but it just shows the resilience of the team, the leadership of the team. Mike Tomlin doesn't get enough credit. I think he's one of the best NFL coaches there is, and he doesn't get enough credit, I don't think. I don't know. He's not overrated. I think he's underrated. They don't talk about him enough. Ben Roethlisberger trying to be a leader of the team regardless of what you think of him so it's going well for them and they're undefeated i don't know if they'll end it undefeated because they still have there's a couple teams there they have to play that they could slip up and maybe they don't want to go undefeated you know i mean as the patriots they went undefeated and then lost the super bowl so maybe they don't want to get that loss out of the way and and you're golden you're good there's a lot to go uh so they're undefeated um you know, Tampa Bay is not looking too hot right now with Tom Brady, and there's some turmoil going on in there. You know, Bruce Arians is saying Tom Brady's not doing this or that, and then you're hearing a lot of these analysts who think they're per- they are they know everything say, Bruce Arians, you have Tom Brady. You need to do this. You need to do that. So the question then becomes, is Tom Brady declining? Now, they did play Kansas City. I know all that. Um, but they did lose your Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes had a career night. I think he had over 300 yards passing in the first half. He ended up with 462 yards passing. Now, Tom Brady did come back. He struggled. He had the two picks, but he did come back and threw for 345 yards and three touchdowns. Um, So it just kind of seems like sometimes Tampa Bay gets in those situations where it's the first half and they're not doing so hot, and then the second half they have to come out and try to play catch up and I don't know if Tom Brady's young enough to play the catch-up game. I think they have to come out right away and right from the get-go establish this, establish that. And Bruce Arians is getting a lot of heat, but he's a good coach. They just got to figure it out, but they got to figure it out now. They have, they, you know, they they were picked to win, and then you have Drew Brees go down, um, probably for the maybe that's the season he, what, he when he he punctured his lung and or had a collapsed lung, and they were, they're winning and they're what nine and two I think, and so. Taysom Hill at quarterback. Good good for Champagne. I hope the Bears some I hope I hope somehow Sean Payne becomes a free agent coach and the Bears pick him up. He'll get that thing turned on pretty quick. Um so that's pretty shocking that Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, they're sitting there at seven five. They may not win, they may not even make the playoffs. And um Yeah, poor Tom Brady and people want to give a lot of flack. Um another thing I didn't know if I was gonna talk about because I could go on forever and I'm going to bring it up again. I'm going to go about it now. I think Carson Wentz is the most overrated quarterback right now. And people are, and what I hate is the people of like the Shannon sharps of the world say, well, he doesn't have the receivers. Have you seen that offensive line? And this this, and that now being a bears fan, we don't have an offensive line. We have okay wide receivers. Like they're coming into our own. I think if we actually coach them and I think we actually had a good offensive play caller, or we actually had this If Andy Reed was coaching the bears right now, our wide receivers would be doing very well. Uh, I'm tired of seeing people talk about how Carson Wentz doesn't have the receivers. He doesn't have an offensive line. You know what, though? Everybody, the blame has to go around everybody. I'm an offensive line coach. I was an offensive lineman. I hate how it's, well, he doesn't have offensive line, so that quarterback is terrible. Now, I get it to an extent to where, yes, that that kind of falls on, you know, where if the offensive line is not pass blocking, they can't run the ball. You put more pressure on the quarterback. I understand that. That's why the Tom Brady's of the world look okay and Peyton Manning's. But you're paying Carson Wentz a lot of money for no reason. I think he's overpaid because they're like, oh, well, he led the team until he got hurt and then Nick Foles won. Nick Foles played better than Carson Wentz. He's injury prone. I think those have affected him. I think that he's been told how good he was because he played at North Dakota State where they won national championships, played in the style offense, and then they win the Super Bowl and then it's supposed to be him. I think he's just been told that he's good, 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 good. He's overrated. And the Shannon Sharps of the world who know more football than me because they played, that's fine. But quit making excuses. You know, you talk about the comparison to Dak Prescott, Shannon Sharp stuff. the world say Dak Prescott wasn't good. I think he's not a bad quarterback. He just may not necessarily have the thing to put over the edge, but Dak Prescott had great numbers before he got hurt, and he still has some of the best numbers, and he hasn't played. And so Carson Wentz, the excuse is he doesn't have wide receivers, he doesn't have an offensive line. Well, guess what? That turns to the play caller to figure it out like the Bears are going through right now. And then if you're Carson Wentz, if you're that good Tom Brady has been good with good receivers, and Tom Brady has been good with not-so-big-named receivers because he was in a place that adapted to what they had. You had Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels adapt the players they had, and they adapted. There was a lot of tight ends. Okay, they're going to use those tight ends. They're going to run the ball. They're going to do play action. They're going to do short passes, which opens up these guys. They're going to move guys around. They're going to shift. They're going to motion these wide receivers to get them looking. And then the moment those guys realize these may not be big night receivers, they're not going to be any threat, they're going to be wide open, and then boom. The Bears need to f- did that in 2018, and we haven't done it since. The Eagles were kind of doing that. Doug Peterson was a good play caller. I think he still is, but I just think they're not doing it. They're trying to do other things. And then Carson Wentz has all these interceptions, and it's not his fault, apparently. It's because he doesn't have wide receivers. Figure it out. You're an NFL, these are NFL players, they're wide receivers. He's an NFL quarterback who's getting paid a lot of money. Figure it out. I am tired of hearing excuses for Carson Wentz year in and year out. He's injury prone. He's not as good as everyone thinks he is. He is overrated. Overrated. I'm saying it. I don't care. He's overrated. Would you take him over Mitchell Trubisky? Maybe a couple years. I, I don't know. I think Mitch may have a bigger upside. I mean, now after the Packers game, I'll get to that in a minute. Before the Packers game, i us say before the Packers game, yeah, he might have had more upside, but I think Carson Wentz is overrated. Uh, I would take Jared Goff, but again, Sean McVay puts Jared Goff in better situations because of his play calling, so Doug Peterson, I think, needs to fix that. Or it just, just does nothing work? Okay, well, if nothing works, then you minimize the playbook to what you can do. Who cares what they see? It's NFL. Who cares? Minimize it. Do what you're good at. Don't overdo it. Just use a lot of shifts and motions to disguise it, which they, everybody knows. All of your coaches listening know. But Carson Wentz is overrated. He's overrated. I don't care what anybody says. You know, I think I think for the the Sports Network on Unhinged, I just might do that. I think, you know, my first, you know, my show comes out next Wednesday at 3 o'clock. You can also listen on the podcast after that, but I'll be playing. I think that's going to be one of my rants, is Carson Wentz is overrated. I think i'm gonna go about it longer i think he's overrated and people love to use stats and numbers i'm the guy that use stats and numbers you hear anything hear me talk about lebron james and this and that overrated the stats are good but you have to look at the film you have to see everything and yeah he doesn't have the good wide receivers but you're still in games the seahawks i think were way better than the eagles and they only lost 23 to 17 because the Eagles defense is stepping up a little bit. So Carson Wentz is overrated. I don't care what anybody says. It's just overrated. Um, another hot topic. You know, I told you I was gonna do just a bunch of hot topics. I should have done this episode before, but um, college football, the college football playoffs is a big talk right now. Um, you hear it on my show with um Brad Miller, my friend, and coach Nathan West. For me, I got called a clown because of my college football. This was before Ohio State canceled the game with Illinois. Um, I said from the eye candy perspective, after I watched Ohio State and Indiana, I said the, the the final four for the college football playoff should be Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and then as of right now, BYU. Now, I wasn't going to – that was just eye candy. I got called a clown because I didn't have Ohio State in, and I said Ohio State might get in because of their name if they won the Big Ten title, which is what it's looking like. Well, it was looking like that. They were going to get in, and I said that. I said, I understand. That's probably what it's going to be, and then the Notre Dame thing's up in the air because Clemson and Notre Dame are going to play again, and most likely, I mean, I don't know. I really hope Notre Dame wins again. But if they play again, Clemson's probably going to beat Notre Dame. Clemson then gets into the title. Well, then then it becomes tricky because then Notre Dame had beat Clemson. That's their only loss of the year, but they didn't win the ACC. Do you still put them in? You did that at the SEC before. Alabama had lost the SEC championship game, but they only had the one loss. They were ranked really high, and they got put in. But that's because of their schedule. So it's kind of interesting to me. Does Notre Dame get in if they do lose the ACC championship game? I don't know. I don't think anybody in the Pac-12 will get in because of the Oregon's loss to Oregon State really hurt them. So if they win the Pac-12 and they're 5-1 or whatever, I don't think they get in. I don't think the Pac-12 deserves to get in for playing those minimal games. But then Ohio State, you know, had some COVID tests. They didn't play Illinois. So I'm an Illinois fan. So Illinois won that game. And, you know, the Illini buck is back in Champaign-Urbana. Um. I think if they don't play one of these games, I, I can't remember who they play next, but then they play uh, Michigan at the end of the year. One of these games get canceled due to COVID. They, they they are eligible for the Big Ten title and they don't get into the playoff, which you feel bad for because they really wanted to play. But anyway, the eye candy told me they just did not look at a playoff team. Notre Dame looked better. Clemson looks better. Bama looks better. BYU looks better. Um so I just said the eye candy, and that's what I see. I got called a clown. So people call me a clown. Thank you. I must be doing something right. So before that, I I was kind of convinced it might be like a Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Bama. I think no matter what happens, if Clemson loses to, to Notre Dame, they're out. They don't get in with two losses. But if they beat Notre they'll get in. You've done it with Bama, where they lose one. Even if they don't win, they're um conference they still get in so i think that i think it needs to be clemson notre dame bama and then i think byu but i do think they have to schedule some power five and beat them if they schedule like a washington or whatever um and beat them they get in if they stay undefeated and they got to win by 30 40 points a game besides that power five the power five they can win by three uh so it's all up in the air um It'd be interesting if Florida got in, but I don't think they're going to beat Bama in the SEC championship game, so they'd be out. Texas A&M might be thing. Um, people are saying Cincinnati. I'm not convinced on Cincinnati. I don't like. I don't think they have a tough enough schedule, kind of like a BYU. But I take BYU. I think BYU is tougher. Um, and then watching Cincinnati play UCF, you know they were chirping and waving at them and being disrespectful. So the Cincinnati players and the, the coaches need to get that under control. Cincinnati players being disrespectful. I don't think they deserve it. But Ohio State's in trouble for the conference championship. Um, then I think Jim Harbaugh is done after this year. The way the season's going, I know it's COVID. People are going to try to give him a pass. I think he might be gone again. I, I if he go, people are don't want him to go to the Bears. If he went to the Bears, I would not mind it because you had a guy that coached in the NFL. He's a good coach. Maybe he's meant to be in the NFL. I don't know. But you know what? What's going on? I he'd be fine. All right. Those are some of my hot topics. On so to meat potatoes. The Bears played the Packers on Sunday Night Football. They lost forty-one to twenty-five. That was closer than what it should have been. It was a close game at first. You know, Green Bay got the ball, marched right down the field, do what they do. They missed the extra points, you know, and they had six points. And Green Bay Packers scored twenty-one in the second. That's where it fell apart. Then they scored fourteen in the third. They didn't score on the fourth, but you know, by that time they're up. Uh, the story was Nick Foles. Still out with his hips injury, even after the bye week, and so Mitchell Trubisky was healthy. He was going to play. Now, the defense didn't look too hot the first drive with Aaron Rodgers, but that happens times when they play Aaron Rodgers. It just takes a little bit for them to get going. Um, we did not look bad that first drive. You know, we had that huge, um, what was it like, a between a thirty and fifty yard run, um, from Montgomery. He didn't know what to do. They ran a zone, and he just popped it off, and it was just boom, boom, boom. He couldn't believe how open he was. And then we – Mitch, we tried to score. We kept throwing it to the end zone. Mitch threw some okay balls, like catchable balls, so it looked okay. And then we scored a field goal. So Mitchell didn't look too bad, and like, okay, okay. Uh, Maybe we got – maybe we could do something. I'm not saying we're going to win, but maybe we can compete. Maybe we can do whatever. Um, And then, you know, Packers come out, and they march down the field and score. We come out, and it just kind of went downhill. Well, then we were moving the ball a little bit, and then we turned the ball over. Okay, but we're still moving the ball. Mitchell looks okay. They're, They're calling decent plays. It all looks good. Green Bay scores again. And then I think we come down and score, and they're coming out. It was just back and forth, back and forth. After the first, like, three drives or four drives for the Bears, it just kind of went back to what it was. You know, uh, looked very stagnant play calling. You know, we did turn the ball over. Mitchell threw two interceptions. He did throw three touchdowns, but two of them were in the fourth quarter where it's cleanup time, you know. Thank goodness the Green Bay Packers kind of called off the dogs a little bit. Montgomery probably had his best game of the year with 103 yards rushing on 11 carries, but... The longest right here was 57 yards, a big 57-yard run. So 57 of those 103 yards was the one run. Um, So um, the biggest target for Trubisky was Allen Robertson with 74 yards, and he had two of those touchdowns, and then Montgomery had a touchdown reception as well. So I don't know what you guys think. Mitchell Trubisky was 26 of 46, 242 yards. He averaged 5.3 yards a completion. Three touchdowns, two interceptions. And then you had Aaron Rodgers, twenty-one of twenty-nine, two hundred eleven yards, seven point three yards of completion, and four touchdowns. The big, story, there's two big stories. The first one, offense. I've said over and over, the offense was very stagnant. Besides the first couple of drives, it looked okay. We just turned the ball over, but it's like you were moving. The, we were moving the ball, running it short passes. We had a couple of big plays, so we were moving the ball. It all looked good. Then, you know, we turned the ball over, and then we came stagnant. We went right back to what we were freaking doing. And, you know, it was, you know, run, run, pass, punt, or pass, pass, run, punt, um, or whatever it freaking was. So offense is just a broken record. They're not doing the things with Mitchell Trubisky to do it. The the biggest thing was, I know they said the big story was Akeem Hicks was out, so the Packers were able to run up the middle. I get that. But they're NFL players. They need to, to, to figure it out. It looked like the defense finally said, screw this. Our offense isn't doing very well. We're killing ourselves since 2018 to do this. Now, 2018, the offense kept up, and then last year they killed themselves. This year they're killing themselves to be really, really good. And I'm not saying the Packers didn't beat us. The Packers look healthy. They have – Rodgers has got good receivers. Um, I just think our D-line could have played better against their offensive line. They had some injuries, so I think they could have done better. Um we can't just run on Mac the entire time he gets double-teamed now, especially when Akeem Hicks isn't in there. So Someone else has to step up and become a man. Different stunts. and this, this, Something has to be done with the defensive line. Um, there needs to be more blitzes, I think, and all that stuff. It just looked like the defense – I saw somewhere it said the defense gave up. I don't know if they gave up, but they just looked like they finally said, screw it. We're going to play. We're not going to kill ourselves. We're not going to give this 150% that we've been given. The offense is not given 150%. Why should we? Why should we kill ourselves? And I understand that to a point because you're frustrated. They're expecting you to win the games. I get it. But here's the big picture: you're playing the Packers, your big rival. You should be chopping at the bits, But like, "I want to hit Aaron Rodgers." Now, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. I wish he was on the Bears. If you watch him on the Pat McAfee show, his interviews are fantastic, and hilarious. It's I think that's I like seeing that guy. Some might say it's arrogance. But he's just kind of telling it how it is, which is fine. But it just looked like the defense kind of didn't want to be there. It's a, it's arrive You know, like I said, they just kind of looked like they said, screw it, we're going to do our own thing, and this, this, and that. Or, like, we're not going to give this effort if the offense isn't going to give effort. The offense was kind of giving effort those first couple of drives, and then it was the play calling that kind of went stagnant. and we, made, we had made some mistakes, and the play calling became stagnant. I'm a broken record. Check out all the other episodes. I have said the same thing. So the defense finally kind of came down to the low of the offense. I think that was the big story was they just weren't tackling well. We were giving up dinks and dunks. I think that we need to blitz more. Now I know Chuck Pagano doesn't blitz a lot, and we do have success. We, we rely on turnovers. But again, if we're not getting the turnovers, I think you need to start stunting, especially we don't have a keem hicks. We have a keem hicks. He can go one-on-one with a guy, he can take on a double team and, and do things. When you don't have him in there and you're almost getting solo blocks. You need to stunt. You need to blitz. You need to start doing things. Again, you need to adapt to what's going on and what you have, and we're not doing it, and this is an NFL team, which is very frustrating to watch. Now, again, I'm not saying that I would have done any better. It's just from a fan perspective and a coaching perspective, this is what it looks like. Our defense looks like our offense. So that was the big thing. I don't know if they quit. I think they quit after halftime because they gave up the 21 points in there. Then we gave up 14 more, and then after that, Thank God the Packers kind of called the dogs off. Um, And it was just garbage time. So I don't know if you want to give those touchdowns we had any meaning or not. Because the game wasn't that close. 41 to 25 sounds kind of close. It wasn't that close. Packers had our number. Not to take anything away from the Packers, but we have one of the best defenses in the NFL. And they just look like they would not want to be there. So now we, we were 5-1, and one, and now we are 5-6. and six. So we've lost five in a row. And we have to put up with this for five more weeks. Five more weeks of watching this. It's tough to be a Bears fan right now. Thank God I'm an Illinois basketball fan. But that's about it. Um, it's tough to be a Bears fan. You know, we've had these high, high expectations. And I never want to talk about somebody losing their job. Matt Nagy, here's one of the other mistakes. He called out the defense saying it's kind of I am, but I'm not the head coach. This is a podcast. I'm telling you what I saw. Now, I understand why they played the way they did because of the offense. But then Matt Nagy's calling out the defense and saying this and that. That defense has saved your butt many times. I would not be called – not on – something like this, you can say they didn't play well, but don't call them out. You do that in the locker Don't do that on air. I can do that with the coach. I can do that because this is a podcast. I can do that because this is what I want to do. And I'm the fan. You can't do that as a head coach. Be careful who you call out because that defense has saved your butt a lot. And the one time they don't play well, you want to call them out. Call out your play calling. Call out the play calling from the guy you just gave it to. I don't even care to know Coach Lazar or whatever the freak his name is. I don't even care because I'm kind of hyped up now. Look at your play calling. Adapt it to what you freaking have. I know the offensive line isn't healthy. I know you've switched quarterbacks twice now. Adapt to what you have. Go back to what you were doing in 2018, which you still haven't done You had Mitchell Trubitsky in there. The first couple of drives looked good. Then it became stagnant. But then the one time – now, it's frustrating as a fan, as a coach to watch the defense do that. I understand that. But they were going against Aaron Rodgers, who did good things. They got – the play calling was good. Um, I know you had a couple guys missing from the line and this and that. But guess what? Then you have to adapt. Okay. I don't have a guy in the middle that's going to take on these double teams. We're going to get solo blocked. Maybe they're not good at getting off the blocks. We're going to stunt. We're going to blitz. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We didn't do it offensively we have a guy that can do this let's run power reads let's run let's do this let's do that you're in the NFL you can practice it you had a bye week you had a bye week two weeks for this and this is the 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 thing we got so Matt Nagy's seat is scorching hot and I'm not calling I don't like a part of me doesn't like saying fire this or fire that but We'll go back to the defense. We'll get back to firing. Defense, if they finally just kind of said, you know, we're not going to try hard, well, that's disrespectful to the fans. You know, I know they're not selling tickets. But the way you make money is from the fans, so you need to go out there and give 110%. Now, I hope the offense is listening because that's the same thing. We're paying the cable bills for this, the TV thing, and all this and that. You're disrespecting the hardworking fans, especially us. You know, I'm very fortunate. We're very fortunate that we've had our jobs and this and that, but there's people out there that don't have their jobs. They're living off of this. You know, they're struggling. Their escape is the sports for those two hours or so, and if you're not giving 110% the whole time, you're disrespecting them. So if that's really what happened, they just kind of said, you know what, we're going to come out and kind of do what our offense does and not try that hard. That's disrespectful. It's going to piss a lot of people off. So Coach coach Matt Nagy's seat is scorching hot right now. I don't like calling for people's jobs. A part of me is like, you know, if they keep them, they keep them. Hopefully, he fixes it because it was good in twenty eighteen, but it just hasn't been since. Is it actually the players? Is it him? I don't know. The head coach is going to get heat. Ryan Pace, they want fired. I don't know if I go that far, but a part of me thinks they need to have a mutual parting. He can go get another job. Part ways. But then the problem becomes who are you gonna hire? I don't know of much assistance out there that you could hire and really do well. because um, I know the Lions got rid of Matt Patricia, but I wouldn't hire him. He doesn't have a good head coaching track record. I know he's from the Coach Belichick Coach Belichick tree, but that doesn't do well. As we've seen, like it doesn't do that, doesn't mean anything. Unless you're Nick Saban. Nick Saban coached under him, but that's in college. So I don't know. Like I said, do you bring in a Jim Harbaugh? Maybe. I'm not going to be too upset about it. And then after that, I don't know. Do you hire the OC from Kansas City? But, you know, are the Bears fans going to be mad about that? Matt Nagy was there, then we brought him in. So I don't know. Do you go after one of Sean McVay's assistants? Do you go after maybe Bruce Arians get kicked? I would take Bruce Arians. Maybe something happens and he doesn't go back. Uh, bring him to Chicago. I'm all for it. I think that would work out. I don't know. I don't know who you'd bring in. That'd be the the thing that I, I sit here and talk about is I don't know who you would actually hire to bring in that's going to win. You know, do you bring in the one coach out there? I would say if they got rid of him or they had a parting of ways, which I don't think is going to happen because they're winning without Drew Brees is Sean Payne. I would love Champagne to come back. He's from the suburbs i think naperville central i think right in my neighborhood and he would turn that around but i don't know who you hire for bears because we've sat here and said before we need an offensive guy when lovey was gone it was like we need offense well then you had you know they hire an offensive coach it didn't work out well then you hire okay we have defense then you hired defensive guy doesn't work out now we need an offensive guy well, we hired matt now it works one year and now it doesn't so i don't really know who you go after, we've had defensive guys, we've had offensive guys. I would like to see Sean Payton go there. If Jim Harbaugh came, that's okay, because he won at Stanford. He was winning at the 49ers. I know he struggled with Michigan, but he still had winning seasons. I would love to have Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, but you know what? Maybe bring Lovey Smith back. I know he's not doing too out of Illinois, but he won with the Bears. Why don't we bring him back? Bring him back. Coach West said this about Illinois. He said, Illinois should hire Ron Zook back and apologize. Maybe the Bears should hire back to <laughs> Smith and say, we're sorry. There you go. Things went well there, so maybe they should try that. I don't know. So, again, like I always say, Bears fans, were kind of done. Yeah, I put up with this for five more weeks. The draft, they need some offensive linemen. If we can get another quarterback, some quarterback that's established, great. If not, I don't know if you stick with Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know. I really don't. I don't know who would actually fix it i know you need an offensive line and i don't like calling people to get fired but maybe it's time to part ways with matt nagy just because there's this upside and you're not getting it out of them you're not getting these guys on offense to play hard defense is doing what they can but they're finally i think saying screw it we're done we're done but i swear if they bring in Carson wentz i'm gonna lose it do not bring him in he's he's overrated at all I don't know unless you draft somebody but I don't know if there's coaches or these quarterbacks in the NFL I mean maybe Minshew but you'd have to get him from the Jaguars I think maybe or just keep developing Chubitsky, but you got to do the play calling that fits him don't force him to do stuff he can't do you would love him to be a pocket passer like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady it's just not going to happen so Bears got to figure it out I think Matt Nagy's gone after this year they're not going to fire him right now. They're going to wait till the end of the year. And it's either going to be a firing or say, we need to part ways mutually. Like, you know this is coming. You, we just can't. So we will see. So, again, guys, thanks for listening and tuning in to my Rants of my Chicago Bears. Uh, check out the rest of the podcast. Um, I think I have over 70 episodes now, which has been exciting. Again, I joined the Unhinged Sports Network. You can catch um, – I'll have a weekly episode there live, like a new one released every Wednesday at three o'clock. And then it will replay throughout the week. There's plenty of others. There's other podcasts out there anywhere from NFL sports to Canadian sports to NASCAR to everything. It's a slow growing thing and hopefully it's going to take off and everything else. So go check it out. Um, I still have all, I don't have, I'm not losing the podcast. I'm not saying that I have everything going on. I'm still gonna have great coaches on. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be there. I'm just kind of, joining somebody to help us out. So thanks for listening, everybody. See you guys next time. Have a good one. Goodbye.